listening to The Knicks Recap, your source for all New York Knicks-related content. Hey, what's up, guys? How are you? Very what's well, going very on, well. Zach? Not much, man. Headed to the airport. Where are you headed? Uh, Denver? Yep, headed to Denver. Good <laughs> win last night. Um, nice. Tibbs made some changes in the rotation. So, very you know, nice. we'll, we'll see. They played well last night. Uh, thought the defense, especially in the fourth quarter, was good. Um, you know, I thought Obi, Quickly, Brunson, Sims were all really good. Um, so yeah, I mean, I thought RJ was really bad. Um, I thought if, right. if they would have lost that game, RJ would have gotten a lot of heat. He was, I, I thought I was surprised they stuck with RJ so much, honestly. Um, he was, he was a mess last night. Like missed, he must've missed six or seven shots, like within five feet. Um, and we're not even talking about missed open threes and he's, he's kind of searching for it right now. Um. You know, I thought Randall was kind of, you know, he had turnovers, which were bad, but I thought otherwise he was okay. Um, but, I mean, the most important thing to me was the defense. You know, the fourth quarter was really good. I thought the first half, for the most part, it was good. Um, you know, they, they got to play like that. They, 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 they're they not going to beat teams, you know, without playing defense like that. So, I thought that was pretty good. Hey, good morning. Um, good morning, Zach. Um so let's let's stay with RJ Barrett real quick. I know that you're more behind the scenes than we are. What is going on with RJ Barrett? Is he sick? Is he hurt? Did he put on too much weight this off season to to the point where he looks even slower? What do you think is the issues going on with RJ Barrett? Because they did put out a report yesterday. And Mike Green did say he was sick. The yeah, past year. yeah, he's he has been he's been a little under the weather. Doesn't have COVID or anything, but yeah, he he's been a little under the weather. Um, mm. No, look, I agree. I mean, he does look like he he looks like he's moving in quicksand. Like, you know, especially yesterday. Um, you know, I mean, look, he's had some games where he looks good, and he's had some games where he doesn't. You know, we don't know. He gets off to these slow starts. Um, I do think having, you know, having to be the guy to defend the top perimeter player on the other team is wearing him down. I mean, I remember there was a stat a few weeks ago how he was like fifth in the league in terms of um, miles run during games. And that's <clears throat> that's going to take that's going to take something out of you. I'm not trying to give him excuses, but um, I think he's a factor somewhat. You know, I think he's expending a ton of energy. And I you know, I, I don't think that's something you can ignore. But yeah, look, he's got to be better. Um, you know, last night he was really bad. Like I, I don't think there's. If you watch that game, I don't think you could say that he was really missing free throws. He's missing wide open threes. He's missing shots at the rim. There were like four or five times I think where a teammate cleaned up like a, a shot at the rim and like they scored, but it was fortunate because he was missing like easy shots. Like he's, he's got to figure it out. He's got to play much better for this team. You feel like uh, he's pressing a little bit. I mean, it, it seems that way a little bit. And, you know, at times he's playing as, you know, the second, third option um, on the team. And does he, 
even yesterday, maybe if he was sick, should he have just sat? And it, if so, like, is that kind of like, well, no, I need to be out there. I need to press. There's a lot of narratives going on. Uh, you feel like, I know RJ is, he's a sound-minded guy, but, you know, and, and he did get paid, so he's probably not worried about the bag so much. But do you feel like some of it's starting to creep into him mentally and as far as, as far as, like, well, this is not my style of game, whereas last year he was thrusted into the number, really the number one option uh, towards the second, you know, half of the year. Uh, does it seem like that might be the key to really unlocking him? And is Julius Randle in the way? Uh, I don't like that. I do think he was pressing yesterday. You know, um, coming off Sunday when he got benched, I do think he was pressing yesterday. I mean, you could just tell by the way he was missing shots that he was pressing. Um, but, um, you know, in terms of kind of the option, I, I don't see that. I think, I think, you know, I think he having, having a Brunson around ha- should help him because he's, you know, getting more, he is getting shots and he, you know, I feel like three or four wide open threes yesterday that he missed. Like those are shots he's got to make, you know, like I, I think you're kind of by saying, well, he's not the number one option. Maybe that's hurting. Like, He's not a number one player in this, you know, on, on on a team in this league. He's just right now. He's just not that kind of player. So I, I think that's kind of almost giving him giving him an out. Um, you know, I, I he's gonna say I've got to play better. You know, they they expect him to play better. He expects to play better. Um, and look, I, I don't think he's been terrible this year. Uh, I know he's only shooting thirty percent from three, which is clearly a number that's that's got to be remedied and improved upon. You know, I was looking at all of them. Like, you know, Randall shooting 33%. Um, Brunson, is, I believe, is at 36. You know, those are your three top guys. You know, I mean, Obi's at 40, but Obi only plays about 17, 18 minutes a game, which is, you know, another, <laughs> which is another discussion. But, um, you know, look, RJ's, he's got to be better. Like, he really does. I, I, I don't, I do think he was pressing yesterday, but in terms of, you know, the season in general. I don't know if he's pressing. I just think he's off to a slow start. Zach, um, I 100% agree with you on that. Uh, 100% agree. I uh, just wanted to um, shout out again, everybody on the space. We got Zach Brazella from the New York Post uh, up here. If you're on the space, please go ahead and uh, share this uh, space and make sure everybody's uh, listening in. I just wanted to uh, shout out Nick Space is obviously one presenting and uh, hosting this. Uh, Zach, again, thank you so much for your time. I know you're headed to the airport on uh, on your way to Denver. Uh, really want to talk about that. But before I get to that, you kind of spoke legitimately about what I wanted to speak about with Obi. It's a travesty, I think, what's happening with this man in his minutes, his ability to score what he does out there on the floor, especially uh, against the Jazz game, where I felt in the second and fourth quarter where he was really getting going and getting on like a really good pass to Sims where the alley-oop or a, a nice three uh, in transition. He then gets pulled by Thibs and Randall gets thrust into the lineup. And I feel like when you, when he did that, at least against you know, Utah, you saw that the Utah Jazz kind of came back a little bit during those moments. I just want to get your thoughts on that. And, you know, what's your feelings about Obi Toppin and the, the minutes he's getting and what he's doing as he's producing in these minutes. Look, it, it, it's clearly a fair thing that, you know, he should be playing a little more. Now, look, I I do think there, Obi has got a ways to go defensively still. And it's clearly a team that's, that's struggled on the defensive end. You know, um, we've seen more of the Obi-Randall pairing on defense with, with Robinson out and, 
you know, there's there have been some times where they've played okay. There have been some times where they've struggled. You know, yesterday Sims was playing great, so you obviously didn't make sense to go to those two. I know the argument is really Randall versus Obi. Um, you know, look, he should play more. I, I don't think there's any doubt. Yesterday he deserved more than 18 minutes. There's no question about it. I I loved his game yesterday. You know, he he didn't he had nine points, six rebounds, four assists, and he, he had a team. I think it was a team I plus 23 in those 18 minutes. He should have played more. He should have gotten into the low to mid 20s. No question about it. But I do think look, Tibbs is Tibbs like his all he cares about is winning. You know, like I I know there's the there's a, a portion of the fan base that thinks Tibbs just is going to play Ray no matter what and doesn't like OB. I, I don't, I don't really see that. Now look, should he play him more? Yeah. He should be averaging to me, at least in the low twenties and minutes, he's shooting 40 from three. And that's, and that, and that's after, you know, really not a great start from three. I mean, he's, his shot is just like night and day from what it was. And now, you know, you're seeing him maybe become a little more of a playmaker. You know, yesterday he, um, he got off three point line and he set up Sims for that three point play. He had four assists. You know, so look, I, I do agree he should have played more yesterday, but I don't think – and he, he really should be playing more, but I do think the defense is one thing that's kind of holding him back because he – and he is not a great rebounder either, although he did rebound the ball well yesterday. And if you're going to see him do more of that, then I think he's going to basically force Tibbs' hand and make him play more. Yeah, that's exactly what I was saying. I, I was thinking to myself, what else could Obi do really – to get more minutes. You make a good argument with the defense. I think his defense is getting better. His rebounding is definitely better. I'd like to see a little bit more of a post game from Obi. And I think if you play him consistently a lot more, I think you'll see some more of these things that Obi Toppin can do. I think where we we're as fans, we're limited in what we can see of him because he's averaging about 17 minutes a game. So I think, yeah, as, as we're talking about here, we all agree as Nick fans, he absolutely should be averaging more than 17 minutes a night, 20 plus at least. Yeah, he look. He should. I mean, I think the one thing to keep in mind is like this coach. All he cares about is winning. You know, I know there's some people that you know. I know a lot of people are down on Tibbs, but like all he cares about is winning. He's with these guys every every single day. You know, like he's gonna do what he thinks is gonna help them win. And if Obi's not playing enough, you know, part of it's probably gonna be because he doesn't think Obi's gonna defend enough or rebound enough. And that's, you know, that's been one, those have been two critical areas for this team where they've gotten hurt on the offensive glass, and that's been a big part of their defensive issues. It, you know, they're still like, I believe they're top 10 in, in field goal percentage defense. The problem has been you're giving up offensive rebounds and it's second and third opportunities. And that's something that Tibbs has harped on is that they got to finish off defensive possessions. But look, there's no question Obi's arrows pointing upwards. There's no question he should be playing more I thought, like I said, their best players yesterday were, were Brunson, who I thought had a just fantastic fourth quarter. I loved Sims yesterday. I loved Quickly. I loved Obi. I want to see both. I want to see both Obi and Quickly play more, you know? Um, and now, look, Reddish played really well yesterday, too. But I, I really like from what we've been seeing out of Quickly lately, and not just, not necessarily his scoring. I think his defense has been good. His playmaking has been better. He's really you know, be getting into the lane. Um, so, look, there are a lot of positives to me out of yesterday. And But you guys are right. OB's got to play more, especially on day yesterday where the coach raved about it. He loved his game yesterday. He's got to find more than 18 minutes for him. 
do we see more of because uh, I think a lot of us, you know, sorry uh, to recap, uh, uh, recapping the game, recapping the Knicks. You brought up earlier how you know Fournier didn't, you know, DMP. So no minutes from Fournier. Do we see that more uh, with especially we haven't even seen Grimes yet? So I mean, these there's needs to be minutes available for these guys. Um, is is that going to be the path do you see, or was that just like an anomaly? I think you're. I think you're going to see it. I think you. You know, look, you never know. There could be foul trouble. A guy gets hurt. You, look, you right. really never know. Who knows how the game goes? Maybe, maybe they're the game tonight. There something happens where he feels like he needs Grimes. But I do think he he did like kind of what he saw in terms of the rhythm of having just nine guys. You know, the team was more connected. You really saw the impact at the defensive end of that shortened rotation. Now it's look, it's the second night of a back to back. Who knows? Kind of, he maybe you see, maybe it's different tonight. But I do think that could be something we see more of, you know. And look, the thing with Grimes is, it, to me, that wasn't really about Grimes. And also, you got to like he hasn't played, you know, he hasn't practiced. Like this guy has missed so much time. It's kind of unfair to to think he's going to come in and 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 make a huge difference right away. It's going to take him time, and I think that that's something else to keep in mind. Like Tibbs loves Grimes. The franchise loves him. I know they're, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, he was untouchable. Now he's not even in the rotation. But I think people need to just, you know, stuff's going to change. But I do think for last night that they liked the way that shortened rotation worked. And they liked the rhythm it created. They liked what they saw. And I think you could definitely maybe see that for the next few games. Uh, could I ask a question to Zach? Hey, Zach, how you doing? This is Brutus. Um, I just wanted to find out your thoughts on about Grimes. Um, I see that the Golden State Warriors are are going to send James Wiseman down to the G League at least for ten days. Why won't the Knicks consider something like that for Grimes so he could really get his his footing back? That's a good idea, honestly. Like, I, I think that's a really good idea. And maybe that's something they do consider because he, he really needs reps. That's that, like, most importantly, he needs reps. And like, you know, playing eight minutes in the previous two games is probably not really going to do that for him. And they, they're at a position where they got to find ways to win games and, you know, getting him reps isn't the right thing to do. I, I think that's a good idea. And I think it's probably maybe something they, they do consider, especially if this, nine-man rotation works and they like how it's going, um, I can see that something like that happening. Well, make sure you tell that to Tibbs when you, when you, <laughs> if you get the interview. <laughs> I'll, I'll, no, it's definitely a good idea. I'll definitely suggest it to him. Like, you throw Deuce in there as well. Or at least ask him, is that something you guys might consider, um, you know, just just giving him a few games down there just to get his, get his footing, um, you know. Great question, Brutus. Uh, yeah, get Brutus. Uh, not Brutus. Uh, get get a uh, 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 what's his name in there as well, because we definitely need to see um, more of these kids just getting minutes. You know, they need to chance to develop. Um, um I, I, how you doing, Zach? Um, so I have a question. Uh, so when uh. With Fournier not playing last night in the last couple of games, it was like on and off to where he can, you know, decrease minutes um, or he can get 
so much minutes, whatever, they keep going crazy, but it's up and down and not consistent as far as him playing and not playing. What do you see is going to happen moving forward with Kevin? You know, that's a good question. I mean, you know, we, we talked to him last night. I'm going to have a story today about it. And, you know, he, look, he said it's, he's obviously not happy about it, but he understands. And like Tibbs is trying to win games and he's trying to figure things out. Um, look, I, I don't think they're ready to buy out Fournier. Um, I don't, you know, if they could trade him in the right move, I'm sure they would. Um, it's look right now. It's kind of, there are a lot of moving pieces here. Like they're, they're at a crew. They're you know, a huge West, 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 West coast trip. They got to win games. They found a way to win yesterday. They liked what they saw in the rotation. And look, who knows? Maybe tonight someone's in foul trouble. Maybe tonight they're not playing well. And Tim feels like we need a spark. We need someone to hit a few threes and he has a good game. Um, but the issue right now is look, his defense is really bad and they're not defending, you know? Um, and Reddish, with what we've seen from him lately, and honestly, really all year, I, I've liked what Reddish has done. He's, you know, his shot selection can still be iffy at times, and you know his IQ, I think, is lacking a bit, but he's done good things for them. And look, he's been a much better player this year than Fournier. Like, there's no, there's no question about it. And you know, Fournier is going to have to work his way back in, and he's going to have to play well when he's in there. Um, so right now. He's probably going to be on the bench, barring you know, kind of something unexpected. Has he locked? So has Reddish then, in your opinion, locked locked up the uh, starting position? I mean, I wouldn't say locked up, but I think right now he's going to be the guy at the two. I mean, his last two games, he was real. He's been really good, and for the most part this year, he's been he's done what they've asked him to do. I I think you know. For the next several games, he's probably going to be the guy at the two. Yeah, I, I do. I think right now it's him and quickly as your two, you know, kind of off guards. And, you know, maybe we see some of Rose with Brunson as well. But right now, yeah, I, I think I think I think Reddish has deserved it. I think he's earned it. You know, he's he's played really, really well. 100% agree with you there, Zach. Um, I wanted to really talk about Mitchell Robinson uh, really quickly. Any updates that you've heard about Mitchell Robinson and when we can expect to see him back? Yeah, look, he, he's making progress. He, he has practiced a little. He, he's still not doing any contact. Um, you know, they're calling it day-to-day, -day, which, you know, they, they love to do. Uh, you know, my gut is probably not on this trip just because – you know, they're, they're not going to have a lot of practice time. You know, they're, they're obviously not going to practice today or tomorrow. Um, then they play then they play Friday. Um, you know, I, my gut is maybe when they when they get back home, we, we can see him. I, I probably would be surprised if he's ready on this trip. But, he, you know, he is making progress. They said he is feeling better and, and they are encouraged that he's getting closer. And look, they've missed him. There's no question about it now. Jericho is starting to play is starting to play better, which helps. But he's not he's not Robinson. He's not the rim protector Robinson is. Now he does certain things maybe Robinson doesn't do. But look, they need him. But I, I still I still don't think this trip is realistic. He's got to get some practices in um, before they're ready to you know before they're ready to to, to play him. So I, I you know, but I do think he he is getting closer maybe. You know, maybe a week away or so.
Good morning, Zach. I have a question. I apologize for the noise. Again, we thank you for we coming did. on to the show. And we appreciate you just joining us because obviously you're you're on a road trip. It's probably, in my opinion, the most important road trip of the season so far, early on. With that being said, I just have two questions. Can Nick fans really be concerned about Quentin Grimes' health and the, and the history of his health? That's question number one, because dating back before Houston all the way to Kansas, he has a history of this. And number two, how is RJ Barrett dealing with everything mentally? Mentally, I just want to know, from your perspective, you're close to the team, you see it every day. How do you feel, in your opinion, R.J. Barrett is dealing with everything that's going on early in the season? Um, in terms of Grimes' health, I mean, look, yeah, he does have, a, he does have an injury history. I think, that's, uh, I think that's fair to worry about. I mean, look, he, he's been okay now for a while. Um, you know, for at least over a week, he's, you know, he's practicing, he's played in a few games. I, I think the health is okay. I don't think that's why he didn't play yesterday. I think he didn't play is just because he's missed so much time and they, and they just want to f- try to get a rhythm with, with the guys they have. And, you know, they, they needed, they felt like cutting the rotation down would help them defensively. As far as RJ, I think he's fine. You know, he's, he's kind of the same all the time. You know, he's, he's the same after wins and he plays well. He's the same after losses and, and he doesn't play well. That's, you know, it's one thing I've, you know, kind of gleaned from spending time around this team is, you know, RJ is a very mature guy for his age. He's been under the microscope for a long time. He was obviously a top ranked high school player. He went to Duke, you know, I don't, I don't, the spotlight's not really something that bothers him, you know, um, you know, he had a, like, he had a good quote, which I relayed yesterday, you know, and talking about Tibbs and the criticism he was getting, he was like, well, it's New York. You know, you win a game, everyone loves you, you lose a game, you suck. He was like, it's, it's just something you have to, you know, he's like, so it's just the way, it's just part of, part of the job, part of the business. And he gets it. He gets it. Yeah, he, look, he gets it. I know there are some people who took that as like, you know, took that quote and said like, oh, he's, you know, well, if you played better, we wouldn't, you know, if you played hard, right, right. Team played. that wasn't really what, that kind of really wasn't his point. He wasn't criticizing fans. He was just saying, that's just the way it is in New York. It's reality. People, right. People either love you or, you know, they love you when it's going well. They, you know, they, they kill you when it's not. And yeah, like, yeah. he's been like that. All, you know, I, I've been really impressed by RJ. You know, the way he ha- he's handled the Donovan Mitchell questions and how he was on the trading block. I mean, I don't, I don't worry about RJ's mental capacity. RJ is built for New York. Like, people, I know that's been, he, he really is. He's, his mental is, he's fine. He was, he was in a great mood in the locker room yesterday because they won. That's all. He, like, that's all he cares about. Like, really, that's all he cares about. Like, and you know, he's a lot like Brunson in that these guys are like he's the same every day. He really is. I his men, the, the mental is not is nothing I'd be concerned about. And look, it helps having a dad who is a basketball player <clears throat> who's been around the game and you know, and he's been a huge look. He's this guy's dealt with media his entire life. He was a huge star. You know, top ranked player. In, you know, in high school, he went to a high school powerhouse. Like, I, I don't, I don't think anyone has anything to worry about. RJ's mental. Um, speaking of that, what about um Jalen Brunson? Like, how does he feel about this new leadership role? Um, what does the franchise demand to in that regard? Um, you know, Brunson's like RJ. He's a very mature guy, and like, you know, I've he's look. When they lose, he, he's he's always 
on himself. He's saying, I've got to play better. And even when he's played well, it, it really wasn't on him. You know, he's, to me, he, he's, to me, he's the go-to guy, you know, after tough losses in the locker room. He's always, you know, ready to talk. He's, you know, he's never out of the locker room early. Um, I've, Brunson's great to deal with. He really is. Um, I thought, I think he's played really well. I really do. I know he's maybe had a few bad games. His defense isn't great, but it, look, he's a small guard. He's, he's not a great defender. He, he, he tries. He gives his all. He works. But he, you know, I, I've really been impressed by, you know, his leadership um, with his team. I've been impressed by just how how he handles everything. Um, you know, I, really nothing but positive things to say um, about about him. I want to go ahead and uh, try to throw it over to some of these speakers here as well, because I know Zach, we don't have you for too long, and I want to make sure some of some of these uh, speakers over here get some uh, time. Yeah, absolutely. To anybody, uh, anybody else that wants? I got about uh, I got about like ten minutes before I got to go through security, so. I heard right. you. I heard you. Anybody just want to talk, just raise your hand and uh, we'll go to you right away. Uh, Mario, I see you got your hand up first. So go ahead and uh, just uh, unmute yourself and ask Zach uh, a question. Yes. Good morning. Good morning, Zach. Good morning, Stan. Good morning, Stage, Breeze, Smooth, all Nick Nation. Uh, I'm not going to ask that question right off the bat. I want to recap the game. I thought the Knicks came out with a lot of energy last night. I guess the meeting did help a little bit. You know, they were guarding the three-point line. Their defense was good, you know. Uh, the best I, the best players I saw on the court was uh, Cam, which I've been a fan of from day one. Over the sun, I've been behind Brutus 100%. Uh, he's just got the athleticism, you know. I think there's a lot of times they look him off, you know. He goes to the corner. He comes out and he doesn't get the ball passed to him, you know. There's plenty of times RJ and even Brunson, but Brunson you don't know. He gets clogged up, but you don't know. He takes another step and he shoots a great he's a great uh, you know, shooter, you know. He's a great shooter, you know. So shout out to him, but shout out to Obi, shout out to IQ. I think he was one of the best on the court as far as defensive play goes. He picked up five fouls, but that shows he's playing. He's in the game, you know. They played well. Yeah, they got tired, you know, towards the second half, but they were in the game every point of the game. You know what I'm saying? So Cam just has the athleticism building. Somebody tweeted out, you can tell a player by just looking at him, you know. That's the way I saw Cam when I when we first got him for the first-round pick, right? We got him for a first-round pick. He's got the athleticism. I think uh, RJ would play a lot better with Cam on the court. Bring back the Duke uh, connection, you know? Uh, he's. I think he finally feels welcome on the Knicks, you know? Uh, Julius, you know? Julius is Julius. He'll get his points. He didn't get them last night. They did bench him, you know, for the second string, which was good. You know, he's got a contract. All these other guys, Cam, IQ, Obi, they're playing for contracts. They need minutes, you know. They need to prove themselves. I'm glad they uh, sat up. Uh, if they would have put uh, uh, Fournier in, we would have we would have went down ten points, you know. 
that's just an obvious. He don't play no defense, you know. What made Cam look bad is Beasley hit a couple of threes because Cam was guarding the uh, perimeter. You know, he slides over to block the perimeter. I like the small lineup, I tell you. Uh, not taking nothing away from Hartenstein and Sims. They both played good. They both get in foul trouble. I think Sims, he gets the ball out to the perimeter more than uh, Hartenstein and even more than Mitch. Mitch slaps the ball, you know, wherever it's going to go, it goes. But Sims grabs the ball and gets it to somebody else. He hustled the whole night. I got to give a shout out to Sims, man. I thought he played great. But overall, to start a road trip, to take down the Jazz, who hasn't lost at home, you know, uh, Brutus was talking to how good he thought this team would be, even though they got rid of their stars, you know. Uh, and he's right. They're, they're a good team, you know. So I'm going to keep it short. These late games kill me. I'm an OG. I need my sleep. I got up early because I like this uh, good morning uh, chat recap. Uh, so I thank you guys for letting me share. I'm going to take my meds and go back to bed. Okay? Peace <laughs> out. Hey, Zach, again, man, we appreciate you for coming on. Uh, I'm a flight attendant, so I already know you're. I'm in the airport as we speak. So, again, we appreciate you for coming on. We appreciate the time that you gave us. I just have a serious question to ask okay. you. And again, uh, serious question. Your opinion, nothing biased. Is Tom Thibodeau's job on the line? Is that the reason, the real reason why they had that dinner? Did Julius Randle and the Knicks feel like he's in, in trouble? And if he is in trouble, do you think it's coming from Leon Rose or is it coming from the fan base? How do you view Tom Thibodeau? For this, for this season. And again, I'm going to get off because I'm going to TSA. Zach, we appreciate you. We would love to have you back. I, I think I think the Thibodeau hot seat stuff's a bit premature. I, I do. Um, you know, I, I think the dinner was the players realizing, hey, we've been bad lately. We, we got whipped at home by the Thunder. We didn't show up against the Nets. We need to, we need to figure this out. I don't think Leon wants to fire Thibodeau. Not yet. I think he also understands if I do fire like the, the spotlight of the microscope is a hundred percent on me. I don't think he wants to do that. Are there some people in the front office who aren't a huge fans of his? Yeah. I, I think that's true. I mean, we saw it last year. I mean, there, I know um, it was reported that last year there were some people who felt the team was tooting him out and the Knicks should make a change. But I, I, I don't think that's the case. I don't think the issue is the coach. I think, the defensive problems are twofold. Number one, I don't, I don't think they have a lot of great defenders. Number two, they don't have Robinson. They're really their anchor on defense, and Grimes hasn't really been playing one of their best perimeter defenders. Um, I think it's, I think it's premature. I, I, I don't think he's really on the hot seat yet. Now, if they had went, let's say they went 0-5 on this trip and they're getting blown out left and right, then yeah, maybe, then that maybe that's you know the hot seat becomes a, a, a legit thing. But I think it's premature. I do. Look, Leon Rose brought him in here. Leon Rose knows this was, you know, this was his hire. And if he, you know, whatever, 13 games into his third season, has to fire him and looks bad for Leon, and the owner is going to say, what's going on here? Now, the owner is obviously a wild card. One day, Dolan might wake up. Why are we getting smoked again? Leon, figure this out. It's you or him. Then, yeah, he's in with your trouble. 
but I, you know, I'm planning to write this for our newsletter later that I think everyone needs to relax on the coach. I do. I think, do I think he's a top five coach? League? No, but I think he's a mid, at least middle of the road coach. And the, the, the guy who would take over, at least initially, on, you know, on the bench, Johnny Bryant's never been an NBA head coach. You know, it, it, it's one thing if, you know, I remember when, when they fired Mike D'Antoni, you had someone like Mike Woodson who was there, who had won before, who had been an NBA coach. They don't have that guy here. Now, if you tell me Quinn Snyder wants the job, that would be a different matter. But we don't know that. Um, you know, is, is Johnny Bryant going to get this team playing better? Is Johnny Bryant a defensive whiz? No, we, that's not something we know. So I do think it's premature. I think people need to relax. Look, it's not like Tibbs is just sitting back and just rolling with veterans. He's benched Evan Fournier. You know, he's, you know, he's starting a talented guy like Reddish. You know, he, he is playing quickly more. I know we people have their issues with Obi's playing time, but look, Obi's playing much better. Like he's developing. Like that coach, coach got to have something to do with that, right? I mean, you know, I, I think people just need to relax and just let the season play out more. The coach, to me, you know why he did the stuff with rotation? Because he wants to win, and he felt like that would help them win. That's why. All he cares about is winning. You know, that's that's all he cares about. And I think we just got to give the guy a little time. He didn't forget how to coach defense. You know, as we saw last night, they were better defensively. Just got to give it some time. And guys, I got to I gotta run. Uh, I got to catch my flight. But, um, you know, it should be an interesting you, uh, game tonight. And, you know, hit me on Twitter anytime, all right? Absolutely, Zach. Absolutely. Thank you, Zach. Right. Thank you, Zach. Definitely give Thanks, me a Zach. Zach. Thank you, brother. Have a good one, brother. Thanks, Zach. Listen to new episodes of The Knicks Recap, streaming every Friday. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.